Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands of Throwing Fist podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. And welcome back to season four, episode nine. Big weekend last weekend, babe. Oh my gosh, we were so excited. If you didn't listen... You should listen. Just it's nice to hear us excited. We're we were really excited for last week. Last yeah. weekend's fights. Yeah, now we're back down to reality. <laughs> I know. And we really are. So I always call out George when he doesn't do the notes. This week, George did all the notes. That's right. So I don't really know what I'm saying, but I will say it clearly, I promise. <laughs> and the one thing I was like, oh, well, he didn't really put anything for this weekend's fights, like March 13th card. And so I looked it up. <laughs> what a whack ass card. Is it that whack? There's, we don't even know these people. Like, you know how, like, we at least have some name recognition? I don't even know you, son. I don't even know you. You don't even know them. Um, it's just the title, just the, not title. Not nope, title. Nope, nope, Just the nope. main fight, uh, which is Leon Edwards against Bilal Muhammad is the only fight where we would really care about anything. Um, so George did a great job with notes because there was nothing to include. It's not that he omitted it by error. Yeah, fuck it. Bah? Yeah, so what happened Saturday night? Um, yeah, we- I'd like you to recap your Saturday night. <laughs> I don't even remember what the I think what the hell happened Saturday during the day. I'll tell you what happened. I watched the early prelims, slept through all the prelims and the first one or two fights on the main card, and I woke up for the last couple. But the last couple were the best ones, kind of, maybe. The last couple? Is that uh, accurate? Okay. Yeah, give it to Ish. me. Why right, was I'll- I so tired though, huh? I really have no idea. <laughs> Why were you so tired? I don't know. You Let's did, keep it going. You did work a little Saturday morning, I believe, when I was working. Oh, yeah. And I had the week week of death last week. That's oh, why. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And you d- did... Um, one of Andreas's runs with him and shout out to Andreas oh, for that's his right. an amazing feat of yeah. fucking ridiculousness. So Andreas did the, I don't know why I said his name like that, Andrea <laughs> <laughs> did the Goggins challenge, which is four by four by 48, uh, which is f- every four hours running four miles for 48 hours. So that's 12 runs total, 48 miles covered. That's insane. Congratulations to you, Andreas. That's a fucking superhuman feat. I came back and I, and and so basically tell all the listeners. I went out to do Andreas's first three a.m. run with him. Um, he did two, which is freaking crazy. That you run four miles mm-hmm. at three a.m. in the morning, and uh, it fucking killed me. It killed him. Uh, I came. That's what I was. I came back the next day and I was like. Babe, I, at some point, Andreas is going to break. This is fucking really yeah, hard. Yeah, so concerned. And, <laughs> and he was totally fine. He, he, he is totally fine. Once he made that decision. That's a legit pro runner. For real. Follow Run With AI on Instagram. Nice. 
Um, but we will get back to MMA. That's why you listen to us. You need this news. So some of the notable winners from Saturday night's card, UFC 259, include Jan Blahovich, Nuni Amanda Nunez, mm-hmm. Aljamain Sterling, which we will discuss more about later. Islam, what's his last name? Makachev? It's Makachev, but John Annex changed the pronunciation this week. Yeah, he did, but John Annex Ma- studies yeah. how the fighters say it, so he's saying it right now. He says it like Makachev now. Oh, interesting. The entire industry calls him Makachev. Yeah. And then I bet if anyone asked him, he'd be like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I hate that response. It's your name. It matters. Uh, Dominic Cruz won. Asker Askarov won. Kaikara Franz won. Tim Elliott won. Oh, one of the fights of the night. It was Kennedy versus someone who everyone thought was very good looking. George yeah, and MMA I Twitter did Twitter got not. Um, and this other guy was killing the game. Like round one, he just freaking owned. It was like almost sad. I think George may have been saying like call it off or... I think you were getting concerned. Yeah, by the end of the first round, it was looking pretty so bad So that was for your Carlos Ulberg. Kennedy, Kennedy Zechukwu. Yes, so Carlos was winning. He's the handsome one, apparently. He's apparently the handsome one. And I don't know about the handsome part, but he came out to help his are, which is like so Was he funny. the one? Yes. And then it was really bizarre because Kennedy came back from behind and knocked Carlos's ass out. That's right. And another notable winner on the early prelims, this is how good this card was, was Sean Brady beat Jake Matthews I like with Sean Brady. submission. I like him. He fought really, really good. I want to give we him a like shout We like him. Out. He's definitely on his come up right now. 14 um, and 0. 14 and 0. That's crazy. Repping Philly, so we're with it. All right. Want to get to the top five? I think this is a top five worthy week. Whatever you say, babe. All right. We got to pay the bills. First off, Hayabusa, HayabusaFight.com, the best product for your martial arts journey. You've heard me talk about it a bunch of times. I got nothing new to say. Go to Hayabusa, buy something. It's pretty cool. Also, Delight Diner, they're a new sponsor, although they're the oldest sponsor. (laughs) Uh, Family-owned Greek diner in Queens, New York City, serving New York City since the 1970s. Go to Instagram.com slash Delight Diner. Search Delight Diner. That Saturday night special is no joke, friends in Queens. If I were you, I'd be getting it. We just hired a student uh, from Pratt to handle all the posting. So for all our Pratt listeners uh, who are alumni, you know, we're trying to support. <laughs> yes. All right. Top five. Babe, tell the people about your favorite division. <laughs> I definitely do not have a favorite division. And if I did, I think it would be Bantam weight right now. However, number one on our top five is discussing the light heavyweight title fright. It was Izzy, Israel Adesanya versus the champ, Jan Blahovich. We were excited for this. Super excited. I think we, did we both say we wanted Jan? I just remember I did. I can't I think, remember what you ended up saying. I think I think I wanted both to win. Uh, yeah, we do want, we yeah. did. But Jan And they looked, did. Both yeah, did win. They both did win. Jan won. He retained his belt. He looked great. He 
fought really smart. Izzy also looked really great, but it he just was not going to win. Um, he just size wise, once Jan took him to the mat took and him got to the ground. on top of him, it was what it is. Um, so when we were watching the fight, one of the cool stats, like right before. You know how they do those infographics came up. And this was such a cool stat that we didn't know. Jan Blahovich is tied for the most underdog wins with Neil Magny and Andre Arlovsky. Like even in this title fight, he's the champion. He was still the freaking underdog. That's a good trio though. That's a very cool trio. Trio of good guys. Also awesome for Jan. Um, Izzy is known to be a little cocky. And like Patrick Grady was saying sometimes like, like he is a little overly confident and I I get turned off by that very much. However, he took his first loss like such a champion. He said he could he wouldn't have wanted to have his first loss to anyone. And then in the post fight press conference, he's like, I've lost in kickboxing, I've lost in love, I've lost <laughs> in life. Like it's life people lose it's not like it was is not a big deal and i was like what a great attitude yeah he definitely has his own philosophy on things which is pretty cool yeah uh even though it's like heavily inspired by anime and video games and things i don't understand but it's cool (laughs) yeah and he's still a champion he just didn't for sure become a double we got to clarify that for some people who don't know maybe that he right we we probably said it last week anyway but he's a 185 pound champion and he moved up one weight class which is kind of silly that they have such a big disparity but between middleweight and light heavyweight there's a 20 pound jump which is crazy so from 185 to 205 so uh jan had to cut weight and made 205 right so he was probably walking in whatever 220 pounds let's say Stylebender was 180. He has to cut weight to be 185. He showed up to the scale. Actually, it's worth uh, calling out too at 201. So very far under the allotted limit. And then when he got on the scale, when he was taking pictures after, he uh, took out a pizza pie. Basically, <laughs> was like I don't have to cut any weight. Yeah. But it came back to kind of bite him in the ass because he just yeah was at a disadvantage. He was at a disadvantage that. for sure. Did you want to bring up Sports Center that we were both um, not so pleased with? Yeah, I'm going to give myself a 30 second rant. That's okay? good. We're That's just putting new it. music for a 30 second rant. Okay. Da, da, da. All right. So they go to the desk after the fight, and it's to Sports Center instead of the normal post fight show with all the people that we love, like Megan O'Levy and Karen Bryan and yada, yada, yada. And the first thing that they talk about, about the main event, is the scoring and whether or not it was legitimate. Now, anyone who watched that fight, who is a regular watcher, understands that maybe you could talk about the 10-8 rounds at the very end, but after like four or five other key points of information to talk about, like how... uh, Jan finished the rounds on top and actually completed takedowns where Stylebender didn't. I'm already over my 30 seconds, but I'm going to say this. The first fucking thing they talked about on SportsCenter was that the scoring was wrong. And I'm like, this is America, bro. That you go right to the, you ignore all the other stuff that everyone is totally in agreement about and, and freaking saw no issue with it. And then you lead your ESPN nonsense with it. Or CNN, for that matter. Or anybody. Ugh. Ugh. That's it. Good rant. Rant over. Rant over. It I was lost whack. a little bit, but you know how much I... That fucking rant. I know. We were we were really annoyed 
And we don't need to say anything else about that. So we're going to go to number two in our top five. Holding hands and throwing fists. You thought the rants were over, but number two is kind of a rant. This is going to be a ranty episode. (laughs) Holding hands and throwing fists stands for stopping fights when illegal knees happen. Say it one more time. Stopping fights fights when when illegal knees happen. happen. One more time. Stopping fights when when illegal knees happen. Or someone could die. (laughs) And that's legit, man. Holy canoles. Oh, man, you know, I was probably most excited for the Aljamain Sterling versus Piotr Jan fight. It was another title fight. We love both. And you know we wanted our boy Aljo to bring the belt back to Long Island, New York. Strong Island. And it it was unclear if he was going to be able to do that. He has started strong, used a lot of energy. And then by round four, it seemed like Piotr Jan was taking over potentially. Yeah. It was looking bad for Aljo. Aljo was on the ground. You know George has spoken about this before. He was a an, a grounded opponent. His knee was still on the mat. Very obvious. Very obvious. The ref told Piotr Jan, your opponent is still grounded. Like, reminder. Everyone heard it because there's no audience. Everyone heard it. And Piotr Jan need Aljo in the head. Bad badly totally illegally and that was an unfortunate disqualification for peter yawn what our top two is saying more so than the the we can't even say when aljo was not pleased peter yawn was not pleased no one is pleased yeah, no one feels good they're about going that. to run this back it's like fine it's Fine. Just to be like so clear, he became he's the champion now because he ate an illegal knee after he was getting his ass whooped. Oh, I wouldn't say ass whooped. <laughs> I mean he was getting his ass was, whooped at that point okay. in the fight. Um our issue is that a fighter like Aljamain Sterling, who just took a knee to the head, is often asked if they want to continue fighting. It is an illegal move from his opponent. There's nothing to be discussed, and you certainly don't ask the person that potentially has a motherfucking concussion. It is the dumbest thing, and I don't understand why this keeps happening. (laughs) And really, it's not even like an organizational thing, because I think the UFC, if it was incumbent on the UFC, they'd figure out a way to do it. It's the athletic commissions. So, like the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Why is the rule such that you could take that blow and then you're asked whether or not you want to continue when your job is to provide for the safety of the fighters that's your one job literally your one job so for everyone who, who might be confused why we're so passionate about it this knee happens right and everyone who's watching who knows the rules the basics it's a relatively basic rule it's like whoa that's illegal and then there's minutes up to five minutes like seven minutes of back and forth where they have the doctor come in and the ref go and then they go here take your time and they're they're like whispering and And what the heck we We all saw what happened (laughs) it and we don't know if it should continue we gotta have to we have to ask him 
don't give him some time. <laughs> but I told him, I told him, I told him his opponent was grounded. Uh, uh, we don't want anybody to hear us on the podcast. <laughs> and then eventually he's like, I can't continue, but that call should be made by the doctor or the referee. Yes. Agreed. And we're standing for it. So we're going to articulate this better. <laughs> we're going to talk about it again. Yes. Hopefully not because something somebody fucking... No. It's not going to change until somebody fucking changed. dies, dude. No. It's so do bullshit. you... When we were watching the UFC, they show tweets now and Justin Gaethje <laughs> um, like yeah. immediately tweeted, I believe it was immediately... Yeah. And yeah. we were like, exactly they showed it on Justin TV. Gaethje. Justin Gaethje, who gets in the most brutal wars and for sure has brain damage, is still smarter than the Nevada State Athletic Commission. That's right. So he tweeted, this should all, uh, this should never be on the fighter, plain and simple. With a shot like that, it's over. Doc does his job, walks in, and it's over. Thank you, Justin Gaethje. So they didn't air this on TV, but I saw it on Twitter a couple days later, <laughs> which is Colby Covington, which, you know, he has his whole MAGA act and it's just disgusting and cr- cringeworthy, but he's probably my favorite fighter if I didn't already subtract all the points for him being such an mm-hmm. asshole. But he tweeted this and this I could deal with because it's not so, <laughs> it's not as MAGA-y. Told you virgins, Cheater Pan couldn't handle the Andrew Cuomo pressure from Funkmaster MMA. <laughs> One of the few times I actually thought he was hilarious. You freaking call them cheater pants. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> and bringing up Cuomo because His of Aljo. Peter Yan. That's fucking so genius. It's genius. That was funny. <sighs> anyway. Um, right, let's tone it down a little let's bit. Let's tone it down. There's some good looking men. Get a little Saturday lighter. Night, it's March. When I think of March, I think of St. Patrick's Day, man. That's right. And it seems like I'm not the only one because best dressed of Saturday night has to be our boy, Bruce Buffer. Ooh, green blazer. Beautiful little, what goes in your pocket over here? (laughs) The pocket scarf. Beautiful pocket scarf. Beautiful tie, navy pants. I love green, but green and navy. Oh, I freaking love it. It's pretty good. Bruce looked amazing. It was the best card to kick off March and to remind us it's St. Patrick's Day month. Also noteworthy is John Anik, who finally got rid of his dumbass mustache that <laughs> no one likes except for other boys and like who cares what dumb boys think. And he also had such a really nice tie. It was navy and green. So it really complimented Bruce's look. And I'm sure they planned that. Uh, for sure. I also got to say that we went out this weekend uh, for one of one of our everyone's favorite person's 21st <laughs> birthday in my family. Uh, and we went out and Billy Alexander came and had a fucking amazing mustache. So many people asked him. I didn't even ask him. I didn't even ask him. Well, let me ask him. Hey, hey man, you, you, you actually have a full mustache? Like Billy Christopher asked Billy Alexander. Like, And then you were like, oh my God, you really, you meaning you, Anna, were like, oh my God, you have a real mustache? And I, I just saw it and I was just like, yeah, yes, yes. Nobody even asked me. I didn't even ask him. I just said, I saw that mustache and I said, yes. Well, it was also hard to see because like, you know, masks on. <laughs> um, and then lastly, for best dress from Saturday night, Megan O'Leavy looked great. Mm-hmm. Honestly, she looked great. 
her husband was fighting. He unfortunately lost a, I think, decision. But uh, she's still proud of him, and they're still in love, and they both won. They're both winners. Uh, but Megan O'Leary looks great, although her look was a little bit New Year's Eve but that's it okay. It was a little New Year's Eve yeah. but that's unfair that we pigeonhole Metallic and to that's be true. New Year's You're right. Eve-y. You're right. You're right. That's what holding fists hands. The fuck yeah, is the name I don't of this know. show? Fashion and, <laughs> fashion and fights. Wear Metallics all year round. 365 days. Anyway, uh, she reposted us on Instagram, so that was pretty cool. Shout out to Megan O'Leary. We love you. All right. Move it along, babe. All right. Let's I'm gonna. We're going to run through this fast. We're going to hit one more soft one, and we're going to hit one more rant, and then we're going to be over because we're already past the 20-minute mark. <laughs> That's um, kind of funny. Like Everyone thinks I'm the angry one, but your whole, you're the angry one. Your whole right. top five is showing you're an angry little elf. What to look for this weekend? Leon Edwards is fighting. That's the only thing that really matters. I'm happy to say that Bilal Muhammad is fighting him, which is cool and super last minute because Leon Edwards was supposed to fight Kamzat. We talked about that. Kamzat's still not feeling good still <coughs> from all the Corones, you know? And uh, they're going to fight. Leon Edwards is going to fight Bilal Muhammad, who fought just a few weeks ago. So I'm not really... It's kind of a bummer. Like, I'm happy that Bilal Muhammad's stepping up and he's going to get this little uh, press push and stuff like that and he's going to be able to grow his name and stuff. But it's pretty unlikely that he's going to win just given that Leon Edwards should be way fresher and Bilal just had a relatively difficult fight just a few weeks ago. You know, but I would love Bilal Muhammad to win. But also, I don't really... I've never seen a Leon Edwards fight live where I'm like... Super invested in him and like, yeah, let's see how he is, does. We're this is invested now. So we're invested in just that fight and I will I will probably be awake for every other fight except for that one. They both have the same record, which is really interesting, 18 and 3. And I just want to backtrack a little bit on my former statement because I don't want to shit all over the card. On the card, there's also Dan Ige. I forgot Angela Overkill Hill's fight was moved to this card. Oh, cool. We also have Eric Anders. So... Not the best card, but it might be worth it for you all to watch uh, starting at 8 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. That's right. Okay. I don't know what number five I'm is, I'm rounding everybody. out the top five. Start the, okay. So the notes, the notes say for top five, stay away, Stephen A. Smith. Right? That's, that's what this segment's called. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to revise it to, if you celebrate International Women's Day, go fuck yourself. <laughs> What? And I'll tell you why. Here's the last oh, rant. I'm dear. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to fucking make it clear. We're going to lose all our sponsors. Yeah. So, so, probably just Hayabusa. Delight's going to double our pay. Okay. Here, Here's what I'm saying. International Women's Day. It's been around for for a while now, and you know you send you send your little texts and you say and you say your little I love yous and hey you're a strong woman in my life and I love you and I appreciate you and and basically everyone who I know who treats women equally and with respect and 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 like just allow women to be in positions of power because they deserve it and they earn it. Nobody fucking they're not the people that are screaming happy fucking hmm. Women's Month or International Women's Day, Stephen motherfucking A. Smith, I don't even want to talk about you yet. I don't even want to talk about you yet. I'm not even going to talk about you yet. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Amanda Nunes, who fought last week, and I and I, we were talking about it Saturday night. She might even be my favorite fighter. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Amanda, and I've loved Amanda for a long fucking time. She's fucking done things that no one else in the sport has done. She's 
a double freaking champ and super dominant. She and she freaking kills people. She knocks people out. She TKOs them. She doesn't just decision her ways to victory. Mm. She's amazing. She's the best. Her nickname is the Lioness. You, you, you guys know we talked about her last week. Her and, her and her partner had a baby, and now she's like, now I'm getting even better because the lioness always protects the cub. That's what she so said after nice. her dominant performance on Sunday night. How fast did she beat Megan Anderson in like two minutes? Two minutes, round in freaking one. Two minutes submission. Megan Anderson oh, was man. a deer in the headlights. It was almost sad. Literally, we said because they had said she was wide eyed, but she was li- you could see literally yeah. wide eyed. That's where the freaking word comes from. So now, it's freaking International Women's Day yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Stephen A. Smith's show on ESPN Plus has Amanda Nunes as the icon on International Women's Day when freaking two weeks ago, I was listening to you letting you get mad and all angry being like Stephen A. Smith. You are an asshole. You say that you don't want to watch women fight. Meanwhile, the best woman fighter in the whole world just fought. And now you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, we're going to talk about Amanda Nunes. She's so fucking great. So if you celebrate International Women's Day by doing shit like that, go fuck yourself. Agreed. Because I'm going to watch women's MMA all the time. I'm going to watch women's tennis whenever Andreas and company has it on TV. I'm cool. (laughs) Stephen A. Smith is a fucking asshole. He just proved it. He's a hypocrite. I hate him. This episode was brought to you by (laughs) um, Feta Cheese. 